Welcome to the new Stars of the Podcast, where we find out all about the artists and what inspires them. I think you'll find it very interesting and a lot of fun. In a place where unsigned singers, songwriters, and musicians can be found, New Stars of the Podcast, hosted by Neil Clark. A hard rock band from Queens, New York, formed in 2016, featuring different talents. I'm talking about the pure pounding spirit of rock from lead singer James Ryder, the rebellion on drums from Billy Smith, and the musical threads that unite the whole band's force, played by guitarist Andrew Block. I'm talking to no other than the Ryder Rock Band. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome. Now, you're only four years old. Where did it all start? Well, I mean, if we're going to go in a conversation about the birds and the bees, I mean, I, I don't know if that's really appropriate for this podcast, but where did it all start? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you started with music. Okay, we'll start with why music? All of you, why music? I don't think I've ever really loved anything else. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing I really, like, actually put any effort into. And yeah, just I love music. It's the best. I guess my story is kind of the the oddest one out of us because I never had an intention of playing music. I just kind of fell into starting to play drums and ended up falling in love with it and just stuck with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, same, what about you? Same, same here. Um, you know, I, at a young age, I just, I was very drawn to music and yeah, I, I just really liked it. And, you know, that was, uh, that was basically it. You know, it's just, it's, it's a feeling. Okay. You're obviously um, a fun-loving bunch of guys that like to have a a laugh and a joke. So who's the comedian out of you four? Because there's obviously four of you, but unfortunately um, Tim couldn't couldn't make it. So who's the comedian out of you four? Yes. Um, well, I, all of us are equally as funny. Um, it depends on the circumstance and what you're involved with. Um, and it's, you know, it's a very fine line between, uh, being a comedian and being a jackass. So, uh, I'm sorry, am I allowed to swear on this program? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't even ask. I, I don't know. I don't know if the BBC is going to come in and, you know, pull you off the air. I, I don't know how it works over there, but, uh, sorry about that. Um, no, but no, we're all we're all equally as funny. So I think most artists would start their first EP album in a studio, but for some reason, you started your first album uh, for what it's worth um, as a live compilation of original songs played to a live audience at heavy rock view uh, venues. But um, why did you start with a live album first? Well. We had a studio EP, but <laughs> it was never really released. We had some trouble with former members, and but we wanted to show what the band progressed into from that point, and we thought the best way to have our first release would be live. Okay. And what, what kind of difference... Did it make to have a live one compared to one in the studio? Uh, I was actually really shocked at the uh, at the the reactions that we got from that album. Um, James, when James pitched the idea to me, I'll be honest with you, I was I was a little a little weird with it, 
you know, I was I was more looking to release a studio album. And then, you know, we decided, OK, let's go forward with with a live album. We, we didn't have the resources to go studio at the time. And uh, yeah, we were we were overwhelmed with the reaction to it. I, I couldn't believe the uh, the response that we had gotten to that to that EP. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very interesting. Um, yeah, the whole live album thing, and I get I guess it's kind of a selfish thing on my part. I love live records. Um, you know, Frampton Comes Alive, Deep Purple. Uh, you know, Live in Japan. Like, there's so many live records. I love the raw sound, and I just love how it comes out. And you know, it it was I, I always wanted to do one, and it was kind of like one of those things where we were in the right place at the right time. We had it, you know, afforded to us. We were able to um, have the technology to record the set. And uh, what a lot of people, you know, well, they probably do know, they know over here, but uh, they don't know over there um, is that uh, that was actually Tim's uh, for what it's worth. It was uh, Tim's first show with us. And he had no idea we were recording. We didn't tell him until after the show. We were just like, oh, hey, by the way, um, th- we, we recorded the whole set. It's going to be on an EP. And I was just like kind of throwing him like right into the fire. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. He, he was not happy, needless to say. I didn't, no. even know I, I didn't even know that. We didn't tell Tim that it was being recorded. I didn't know until afterwards that he had no clue. So yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was pretty amusing. <laughs> yeah, no, he he had no clue, and it's like, and, and you know, when you listen to the record, you know, a lot of people have complimented um, that release, and it was just like, all right. And, and usually, when I tell people it was Tim's first show, it's like, wait a second, that that was his first show. Yeah, he's he's that good of a bass player. You know, it's a lot of people really liked it so hey you know he might not have been happy in the moment but um i'm sure he's pretty happy now i think sometimes when you're in a studio though i mean some you know, you don't always sound the same when you're on, on a live performance and i think sometimes people get the wrong idea that when you're in a studio you get things tweaked a little bit to make you sound better and um and and then when you actually do a a, a, a live performance that you don't some people say, "Well, that doesn't, well, that group doesn't sound the same as what they did in the studio." I mean, but if you're doing it straight off live, people get to know what you sound like straight away. Yeah, um, they live. You don't really have much of a net, you know. If if you do well or if you mess up, it's there, you know. With a with uh, in a regular studio. If you have a bad take, you just go back, you re-record another take, and you know you make the best take, and you do that live. Don't really have much of a safety net, you know. If 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 you mess up a part, or if your amp blows, which that's happened to me, um, my amp blew right before our set, and I just had to do straight vocals. And thank God we weren't recording that show. Um, you know, it, it, there's not really much of a safety net, and it just. You know, I, I think under that pressure, you know, it, it kind of inspires you to perform better and just say it gives you a more accurate picture of what a band is capable of. So when you perform live, do you perform the same quality in a studio? So you don't because you don't rely on um, technicians and engineers making you sound better. 
because you already you are already playing in a studio as if you were playing to an audience. Does that does that increase your game when recording? I mean, I've always I've always told the guys, you know, from since I've started this band that that one thing I did like about about joining this band is that we we are pretty much a live band. It's it's what we're probably most comfortable with. It's it's what we you know at least what I think we do best is going out and playing live and you know trying to uh, to to bring that live energy to to a crowd. Um, it definitely helps when coming to record in the studio, at least for me personally. Because, um, you know, you're so used to giving that energy on an, on a nightly basis when you're playing that it's just it, it's almost automatic no matter what type of setting you're in. So even in the studio, it, it felt just as good as playing live. It was it was a lot of fun. Go on to the next next kind of question, because um, you're starting to see venues close like the closure of the Revolution Bar due to COVID. What impact is that having? On you, on on artists and you guys. Oof. Oh, COVID is having a major impact. Um, it's really hard. Um, it's hard not to be able to go on the road and play shows and being able to connect with our fans. Um, it's really, you know, uh, I can't really speak for other people, but I can speak for us. It's made us, you know, rethink the way the ways that we interact with fans and the ways that we communicate and, you know, get ourselves out there, you know, everything is shifting from live music to more of a digital format. And it's just all about adapting, you know, and, and I, it's been tough. It's been really tough on a lot of people, not even just on musicians, just, you know, being cooped up in your house and, you know, I, I know the situation over by by you guys. You know, was bad. I mean, here in the United States, New York was New York City in particular was the epicenter of the country when this first started. In you know, in late February, early March, like we were the hardest hit. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, definitely been tough. So, can you see any any light at the end of the tunnel? And getting always... back onto the onto the road again, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's you know this is a temporary thing. It's all about adapting, and it's not going to be a permanent situation. Um, obviously, with proper medical science and uh, you know with with the proper people in charge, you know we will find something to you know help mitigate this virus. So, you know, but that's, that's the key thing is, is having the right people in charge and relying on medical science to do that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's an unprecedented, uh, unprecedented situation for, you know, for our time. We've, we haven't personally experienced anything like this, you know, in in this age, but um, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, basically waiting to see where, where the pieces fall and then just, picking up and keep it moving once once things start going again you know it's it's there's not really we we can't predict too much you know uh can't make many predictions as far as what's gonna happen it's just a matter of waiting to see what does happen and continuing from there well i can say is just keep up the um the the social media 
uh, side of things because, you know, some of that is quite entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, we glad, we're glad you think so. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, Andrew, I want to turn to you because you're said to keep the band united with your musical threads. Why is that? Well, I'm the man between James and Tim. So where Tim and Billy are like the rhythm, the heart and soul, I'm there kind of trying to uh, let James know what he can or can't do. So what can James do or not do? Well, James is a phenomenal guitarist, and I actually think he's capable of way more than he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. And I I do want to see where it goes. So do you all get along? Ever had any lover spats or something <laughs> like that? Uh, it depends on the week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just staying quiet because I'm still wa- I'm still waiting on Andrew explaining what I can or can't do. You got into what I can do. What can I do? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, there you go, I'm Andrew. Not, the, the floor's all yours there. I'm not going to say that on radio. Don't talk about getting put on the spot, man. <laughs> we did say this was going to be an interesting interview. I'm really thinking it's going to be. Um, okay. So, as I said, do you all get along? You know, ever had any any spats, any lovers' tiffs or something like that? And, you know. Oh, we, for the most part, yeah, we we all do get along. I mean, and look, everyone, everyone has an argument. Everyone has their moments. You know, we're we're human beings. We're not perfect. We're not robots. You know, we we all have feelings. We all have certain things, and yeah, like certain sometimes things, you know, do happen. But at the end of the day, you know, we we know what's important. We know our worth. We know our you know what we what we're doing together is good and we find a way to work through a lot of that stuff and that's that's the test that's a testament of of being a band you know it's not just you know four musicians getting together and just you know going through and and doing whatever it's finding that resolve to work through certain things and other things and just doing that and it it makes us stronger in the process yeah i mean just you know the, the band is all about being Part, you know, part friendship, part musicianship and and part business, because at the end of the day, there, you know, there always is a business aspect to this when you're taking it seriously and trying to, you know, trying to progress it to an extent. Um, You know, at the end of the day, we're all adults, so we're not always going to agree, but we also realize what we're doing here. And there's there's a lot of common ground to always come back to even when we do disagree. So it, it works out. Okay, so who writes the music? That's all. That's all of us. It's a combination of all of us. Um, in the beginning, uh, it was you know it was me and Andrew. Um, we did work with two other people, and then you know once we uh, once we got Billy into the fold, then that was a whole different dynamic. And then once we got Tim, that that changed the dynamic further. So it's it's pretty much our songwriting process is. You know, one of us comes up with a part and, you know, we just 
kind of build upon it and see where it takes us. And we just, all of us are just kind of, you know, molding that clay together and just seeing what we can get out of it. So do you all have a, have a say in the lyric writing as well? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if yeah, we're not allowed to say, we make our voices heard. <laughs> I'm sure you do, Andrew, actually. Uh, you and Billy, I'm sure you, the pair of you do. Um, I don't have any doubts about that whatsoever. And I think poor old uh, James must feel a bit railroaded at times, I think. <laughs> um, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised James hasn't smacked either of us with the guitar yet. <laughs> he's tried. Uh, he's tried. There's time. It's a dynamic. I'm not going to hit anyone with the guitar. It's I'm the, first off, my Les Pauls are expensive. I'm not. I'm not breaking that. Um, <laughs> so no, no smacking with the guitars, and I'm not going to smack <laughs> anyone in general. It's, it's uh, like I said. It, it's it's a process. You know. It's like you know. As far as lyrics and everything else, it's you know. It, it's it, it's a good thing too because. You know, if if you think about it, it's like, you know, I could come up with a set of lyrics and I could sit here and think, you know, oh, my God, these are the greatest lyrics ever written. You know, it's good to have other voices there saying it, because what you think is good could turn out to not be good. And then, you know, you just do some revisions and it's just it, it helps, you know, everyone feel involved and it, it helps make the product that much more better you know it's those little tweaks that can make all the difference in the world so where do you draw your inspirations from then oof oof i mean me as a drummer everywhere i i know the music is very heavily rock influenced but yeah i mean i my influences go from jazz drummers to rock drummers to latin drummers yeah, I'm kind of all over the board with the influence part. <laughs> which which kind of area do you like to sit when you when you think of making a drum beat? Is it on the Latin side or more on the jazz side? I mean, since we play rock, I I keep it more to you know to rock. I can't say I'm the most proficient with uh you know either jazz or Latin music. It is uh they are genres that I do explore and you know do mess around with and try to learn things with. You know when I do find something, I'll try to incorporate it if I can. But uh but yeah, I I mainly just keep it. You know, if you listen to a lot of the songs, it's it's generally just straight up. Grooving rock beats, you know, nothing crazy complicated. I, I try to keep it simple and, you know, just let people dance to it if, if you know, if I can. What about you, James? Well, my influences uh, vocally, God, there there's so many people. Um, you know, Axl Rose from Guns N' Roses, Steven Tyler, Aerosmith, um, Ian Gillen, Deep Purple, uh, so many, uh, David Coverdale from white snake that that's a big one, you know, also deep purple. Um, but, uh, yeah, the uh, guitar wise, God, there's, there's a lot of people guitar wise. Um, yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, definitely one a big influence of mine. Uh, Randy Rhodes, uh, there's a lot. It's, it's uh, you know, of my personal, you know, influences. Uh, as a band, 
Um, def, uh, what I can say as a band to uh, one person, and you know, I'll I'll put him over here, um, Anthony Esposito, who literally helped shape this band to help shape more so me and me and Andrew. Um, you know, when this band first started, like really had a big influence on you know us being very pocket driven and other stuff too. So with, without his help, yeah, I I mean it's. I don't even know what would happen. Uh, I'm sure Andrew can agree too. Yeah, uh, without that first experience with that first EP, I honestly wouldn't even know what I'm doing when I'm playing in time. Like, I would just know that I'm playing in time. I wouldn't know what what's actually happening with the instruments, with the speakers, and everything. So, it definitely helped shape who I was and the direction I wanted to go as a guitarist. So I'm going to each ask each of you for one artist or one band. Okay. That inspires you. Okay. That really, really in your heart inspires you to do what you do. So we'll start with James, one artist or one band that really inspires you to do what you do. Oof. Oh, yeah, I got to narrow it down to one. So I'm going to have to go with Motorhead. Um, I mm-hmm. just, that was one of the first bands that got me into wanting to play guitar and got me into wanting to do that. And, you know, it's w- without them, like, I, I don't know if I would have picked up the guitar. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, uh, you know, Lemmy, a bass player, inspired me to pick up guitar. Mm. Android. I'm going to have to go with the Foo Fighters. Ooh, yeah, okay. Uh, they are just so exciting. I love the musicality, the way they use their triple guitarist setup. I, yeah, I, I just I love it. Okay, Billy, one artist or one group that really inspires you to do what you do. All right, I, I'm kind of the oddball uh, here because you know, of course, we're a rock band. Everyone's you know stayed in rock influences. Um, one of my biggest biggest influences, at least creatively and, and just musically, um, in the last 10 years, I'd say it would have to be Tom Waits. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, for those of, you know, those listening that don't know who he is, he's kind of a, an acquired taste. Um, if you do like him, you'll notice he's extremely creative. His lyrics are amazing. His music's amazing. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely one of those artists that you either really love them or really hate them, and I just really love them. We're going to pl- take a break, and we're going to play your first song, which is Slave to Love. So just a little flavor then, James, into what Slave to Love holds out for our listeners. Well, what you guys are what you guys are about to hear is the second single off of our debut studio album, Killer Karma. And it is literally one of the oldest one of the oldest songs um, in the band's repertoire. Um, it's a fun, groove oriented song and uh, you guys are gonna like it, I hope. I'm sure they will. Let's play.
are talking to the rock band uh, Ryder, and we've got three of the members. We've got Billy, Andrew, James, and unfortunately, Tim can't make it. Now, guys, your studio album, we tiptoed on it slightly before these, the song, but your album Killer Karma, produced by former lynch mob bass player Anthony Esposito, is set to catch fans' attention with a classic yet contemporary sound, is set to quite simply be the answer to what's needed in hard rock today. But what do you mean by that? You know, basically, it's just a, a lot of hard rock music today. It's uh, we're, we're just trying to make our mark. You know, we're, we're not really... I, I kind of feel like... Yeah, and, and this is me personally. Uh, the other guys can you know, can speak to their opinions, but me personally, um, with hard rock today, it's just, there's, I don't know. I, I don't think there, there, there's kind of, it kind of feels like there's a disconnect, um, between like, you know, the older generation of rock music and what's really coming out today, like very similar to like the eighties where like everyone wanted to be like Eddie Van Halen and then Guns N' Roses comes along and, you know, kind of bridges that gap between, you know, Zeppelin and Aerosmith and, and those types of bands. So a, a lot of the way that this sounds, the way that this record was produced was, you know, was our, our contemporary sound, but with those, you know, proven methods of creating music. So that's basically what we're, you know, what we're trying to offer. Yeah, I think uh, I think our generations specifically have been a little frustrated with um, specifically rock when it comes to you know mainstream music. Um, I, I don't think it's it's quite as diversified as it used to be. I, I know there are going to be people who disagree with me. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and we just we wanted to bring something to the table, you know, and and kind of kind of make our, like James said, make our mark, you know, as far as the rock world goes, where, you know, just trying to, trying to do what we do and bring our take to it. Um, it is kind of, you know, a, an old school take. We do try to incorporate a lot of that old school rock feel, but, you know, I, I do think that, uh, that, yeah, rock is kind of, is kind of slacking in, in at least the last decade, I think we could do better as far as, you know, what we put out rock wise, not us, but just, you know, the industry in general. And I just wanted to play good old fashioned rock and roll. So what is missing? What, I mean, what is the element missing from, from rock and roll that, I mean, you guys, you sound like the new, the new age rock band. I mean, I've, I've heard loads of rock artists coming through. Um, and, you're up there with some of the top ones, as, as far as I can say. Now, when you compared yourself, you know, not like everyone wanted to sound like Eddie Van Halen or Guns N' Roses, I mean, what is the defined difference between, the you know, the likes of Scorpion, Van Halen, Guns N' Roses, uh, you know, Meatloaf, or well, was he really heavy rock? No, he wasn't. But, you know, it's still rock. But what is the difference between yesteryear and now with rock? Surely it's the same, isn't it? Rock is rock. Well, I, I'll feel this one. Um, I think the problem is, is that back then, 
rock and roll still had a little bit of that rebellious edge to it. It, it wasn't as extremely corporatized and monetized like it has become. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, as a music fan, you know, one of the best parts of going to a concert was, you know, waiting by the loading door to get an autograph, you know, of your favorite artist. And, you know, and now you have to pay thousands upon thousands of dollars or pounds or wherever you may be listening to this just to be herded in like cattle to pose for a picture that maybe they'll shake your hand. Maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll even look at you, you know, and it's just it's so I don't know. It's just like the, the spirit doesn't feel like it's there it feels like a lot of going through the motion and and i guess what i'm trying to say is like what we want is we want to bring that spirit back you know we've and billy and andrew can attest to this we have never once charged a fan for an autograph the only time we have ever denied anyone a photo is obviously if we were in the bathroom occupied (laughs) or if we were loading out you know that's kind of what's missing from those bands of yesteryear is that passion that rebellious nature that anti-corporate mundane thing that's really what the norm is today you know it's mm. just it's it's really sad you know yeah. that's not to say everything's like that there's always really good artists in whatever generation you're in, but it is very easy to see a new band as a cog in the machine. Yeah. I, I also, you know, me personally, I also think um, it's, it's getting to the point where a lot of the major influences, a lot of the hard hitters in, you know, in the music scene, um, they're, they're kind of, I, I guess, you know, look, time's passing and, you know, new players, new players come in, but uh, I, I don't think a lot of the the newer bands have the same gravity and influence behind them that a lot of the older guys have. Um, you know, it's it's funny because even when any interview that that you listen to, um, you know, someone's asked what their influences are, and it's I can't recall ever hearing someone say, you know, being influenced by a band within the last ten years. It's always a lot of the older guys. From, you know, from the 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, you know. Um, so I think that has to do with it, too, is that just the industry is changing. And there's not that that weight of influence behind a lot of a lot of the newer music that's coming out. I want to move on because I was going through your social media and very interesting it is, too. Um, you mentioned in one of your social media videos that... You're hoping to come to the UK to perform. Is that still likely going to happen? It better. Uh, it, it, it better. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm hoping if, if this, if the virus or any other pestilence, you know, doesn't wipe out this country first. I mean, I, I'd really, I, I don't even know. Are, are, is there still a travel ban for Americans to 
come over to Europe? Uh, I'm not even. I'm not even sure. <laughs> um, I think there is um, still a, you know, some kind of embargo going on. That uh, freedom of movement isn't quite, <laughs> um, you know, up to scratch. But what do you? What would you say if someone said, you know, do you know what? Would you like to come over to the UK and play? What do you? Absolutely. 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 I, Absolutely. I have Absolutely. no reservations. I wouldn't even. I would not even have to think about it. No, no reservations whatsoever. I, I mean, I, I guess if they really wanted to twist my arm, I guess I could see myself going. <laughs> <laughs> so, what other plans have you got, then, guys? What plans have you got coming up for the future? How do you move forward? I mean, the, the biggest one right now is getting back into the studio so we could uh, we could start getting back together and playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, ba- baby steps first. Uh, we're, we're we're talking about a lot of stuff. Um, we've been very active, um, you know, with you know writing songs through online means, you know, through Discord, through other like chat services. Um, now it's ju- it's a matter of you know getting back in the studio, putting the pieces together. Um, we've explored the option of doing either a tape or a live stream, something along those things, because the one the one thing about this record is that this record has kind of opened us up outside of the United States and Canada, outside of North America. And it's like, you know, for me at least, it's like, you know, to do a live stream, to do whatever, um, especially, you know, for, for you guys across the pond, you know, all you guys can go buy our live videos. You know, we, we want to give something, you know, give you some content where it's like, no, this this is us performing. It might not be in a venue because of the state of the world, but, you know, the energy and the passion is still there. Yeah, we, we still want to play for people. I want to just take a little break now because I think we've got uh, some, some time to sort of uh, delve into that. So I want to sort of propose... To play your next song being Crash and Burn. I think it's quite apt at this moment in time. Um, so we'll play that and then we'll come back. Take you home, get you alone in 
Stars podcast. Well, that was Crash and Burn with the uh, mighty Rider Band that's uh, joined me today. Um, so we're talking about you performing um, over in the UK. Now, talking about performing, if someone said to you, um, I want to sign you up on a record label, what do you guys say? <laughs> yeah, once once we read the contract with a fine tooth comb, and uh, if if it seemed if we can come to terms, absolutely. But uh, we're not just uh, we're we're not going to do the old blues deal here, where it's just like, oh, hey, here's a piece of paper, okay, you know, no. <laughs> Would you be saying then that the the management company or the rat or the label would have to buy into your band ethics? And what you're about. Well, I'll field this one. You guys know how I feel about this subject. Um, you know, look, it's it's the day and age of the internet. Record labels don't have as much of a, a monopoly over artists as they used to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as, as we all know, it's to the point where you could, if you have the, the resources and you have the drive to do it, you could build your own platform, you know, if, if you want to put in, put in the work to do so. Um, it's it's to a point now where it's artists are starting to realize that labels have to be able to offer us something in order for us to you know to to join in on it. Um, it's it's not like you know before the internet where the labels were the end all be all as far as being able to you know quote unquote make it. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of to the point where artists artists have a lot more a lot more say and a lot more pull in that field where, you know, if, again, if you're willing to put in in the work, we, you know, we, we have the opportunity where we could basically say the label, Hey, well, here's what we have to offer. What do you have to offer us? Mm -hmm. I think, I, I, I mean, I agree fully with everything Billy said, but I think the most important aspect to me is creativity and, I wouldn't want to get myself into something that stunts me creatively, you know? So as long as I can keep that, that I would be happy with a great deal more than I should be, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good, it's a good thing to, uh, to have that. I mean, the last thing we want is to, uh, you know, sign our proverbial lives away and then we're just, you know, sitting on our hands and they're trying to figure out what to do with us. You know, like we, we would want someone who, uh, you know, who could see this band and who would want us to be active, who would want us to do that. Not someone, you know, who's, who's going to sign us and, you know, put us on a shelf for a tax write off. What would you say to someone if they came to you and said, look, I want to start a band, you know, we're all pretty good at drums, bass, guitar um we want to start gigging what advice would would you give you know if you were to do one-on-one um advice to a new band what advice would you give them let's start off with billy gig 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 get yourself out there um you know it's that's that's pretty much what it's about you put in the work you're gonna get something out of it um you know, a lot of people think that they could just, it's just going to kind of come to them. It's not. You, you have to gig. You have to get out there. You have to, whether it's online and get yourself out there. So, you know, whatever, whatever markets and crowds you can there, 
or get out to the venues, you know, under normal circumstances, obviously, we're, we're talking mm-hmm. right now. So it's a little, little different. But yeah, under normal circumstances, that's that would be my advice. Just get yourself out there and keep pushing. Don't give up and just keep doing it. I would tell them that they shouldn't let fake barriers stop them. If they want to go play a show out of their hometown, out of their state, out of wherever, work hard, save up the money, and then just do it. Have fun with everything music. That's what it is, you know? Chimes. My, my advice to new bands, um, three things. Um, first, find your passion. Make sure you're passionate about this because it, 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 it it's not about you getting out of bed on the good days and doing this. It's about finding the drive and determination, you know, when things get tough and finding that will to pull forward and your passion is going to do that for you. So be passionate about doing this. Um, number two, practice, practice your craft, have an open mind. Don't stunt yourself and don't sit there and think that, Hey, you know, I've learned everything that I possibly could about my, my, you know, my, my instrument or my craft, keep learning, keep an open mind and keep pushing through barriers. You, you, the day you stop learning something is the day that you're dead. So be, be open, learn. And the third thing, um, at, at least for me is don't, ever 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 let someone dictate what you can and can't do if you feel strongly about something you're gonna find a way to do it if someone sits there and tells you you have no support whatsoever you can't do this and you have that fire then you know something you'll find a way to do it and you'll find a way to 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 get to get off the ground so passion have an open mind and don't take shit from anybody. Be passionate about what you do and put your heart in it. Listen, guys, I mean, I love what you're doing and I'm sure thousands of others do too. And, um, yeah, I want to thank you guys for, for taking the time out. Thank you very much for coming on. And I know it's um, hectic time for you, uh, juggling, you know, your own work and, and band stuff and things like that. So yeah, I do really do appreciate this and, um, you know, certainly look forward to you all coming back on again soon. Hey, we appreciate you having us, man. Yeah. Thank you very much for having us on here. Definitely. Thank you for having us. And, um, maybe we'll do a live, a live gig for, for, uh, a load of artists to actually come on and, and, um, you know, play their music and you know have a nice lovely time i mean can you all can you guys get together can you get together and do a gig or are you um definitely that yeah, social distancing and um, no yeah, support think- bubbles and things like that we're kind of playing it by ear right now um we we are trying to get back into the studio as a unit to be able to you know to, to be able to play in the same room but uh but yeah it is it is a little rough right now we we are trying to work that out so yeah as soon as we can you know and we have all that together and it's it's time to get back in the studio yeah we're we're definitely up for at least I'm i am definitely up for it so i, I miss playing shows guys <laughs> um, i'm i'm up for it and tim 
is up for it too, as well as a trip to the phone store to buy a new phone. And he will be on here <laughs> next time too. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I look forward to all that. And we're going to play out with your LOA club, as you uh, kindly let me know what it stood for. Um, all I can say is, um, for the listening audience, is just to sit back and enjoy. You can read into that what you will. Um, but that's all for me. All I'm going to say is, ride a rock band. Um, you are new Thank stars. You. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have you back on again um, to see actually how far you've, you've, you've come since um, COVID and everything else, to see where your plans are and see which direction you're going and whether, whether our borders are opening up to the United States to come in. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's, that's what we're waiting on too, so... Yeah, absolutely. And I expect tickets as well, let me tell you. Uh, you won't need a ticket. You'll be getting in, don't worry. You'll be getting in. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thanks ever so much for coming on. And um, please, stay safe and keep cranking out those joints. Thank you. You guys keep safe as well.
that was James, Billy and Andrew of the Rider Rock Band. Tim wasn't able to join this time, but I'm sure he'll be with us next time. All the best for those guys. You can check them out on Facebook, Spotify and YouTube. Don't forget to follow me on social media at facebook.com forward slash Podcast and also on Prospect Radio. Join me next time when I'll be chatting to another new star. Now it's back to the studio for even more new stars. Music